Welcome to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell. I'm co-host here with Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. How are you doing this morning, Kurt? Chad, doing good. Doing good. really good. Good. We, um, did you have a good Valentine's? We did. My wife, uh, who was on the show last week, for those of you who are just listening, we had a Valentine-themed show last week. We had a panel of women in here telling us about what really w- women really think about <laughs> romance and being loved. So if you did not check that out. We needed some experts yes. to come in. So check out on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Solid Steps Radio, if you want to hear last week's episode about romancing your wife. Speaking of wives, uh, my wife, who uh, Jenna, she celebrates a birthday in, in January and um, this past month, and she was born in January of 1973, January the 13th. And on January the 22nd, 1973, Roe v. Wade became legal for abortion, mm-hmm. right? Now, this is not a show on abortion. Just bear with us as far as topical, why that's important, is that she was, my wife was adopted, she was adopted to, she does not know who her birth parents are, never knew anything about them other than the fact they were two single unmarried people in Southern Tennessee. And she was born nine days before abortion became legal. And I always think, what happened? What if? What if? What if would have? Three months, yeah. six months earlier or later, whatever the math is there, if that had happened, you know, you just never know. And her adopted dad was adopted. So... If you're picking up the theme of what the show is today, adoption has affected my life. Because if not, if I don't meet my wife and they don't adopt her when they did, uh, we've got five children and my life would not be the same. So adoption has touched my life 40 plus years ago. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I was thinking about this show as well, I was thinking, you know, about adoption. And then it dawned on me that my sister is adopted. Um, and I've known that my whole life. But not dawned on me, but you know, it's just like, she is such a part of the family. I, I don't even think that she's adopted, you know? Right. We just, um, I was five years old, so, so my, my older brother, and 11 months later, then I came, and then 16 months later, my other brother came, right. and my mom and dad were going, we're just having boys, 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 and we need to have a girl, and and uh, opportunity came to adopt my sister, Kelly. Hmm. And uh, so, yeah, when we're, when we're, you and I were talking about this this show on adoption, yep. I was like, yeah. And everyone has probably been touched by adoption in some way. In some way, probably. And, and if you really look around you, you have somebody in your immediate family or somebody you care about, there is an adoption story there somewhere. And we're going to hear four really cool adoption stories today. Every one of these stories deserve an hour by themselves. But we got four great guys in the, in the uh, studio who are going to talk about their adoption stories. So uh, I'll quickly just run around and introduce uh, everybody. And there's uh, we got Vince Monks over here in the corner. Uh, say hi, Vince. Hey, Chad. Great. Uh, <laughs> Vince, morning, brother. We got Glenn Allers over here. Good morning, guys. Great to be with you. We got Travis Atkinson. Am I pronouncing your last name right? Yep. Okay, Travis Atkinson here. Good morning, gentlemen. Travis. And we got Billy Billy Bischoff here saying uh, hi. Good morning, gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Billy. It's a little different. Last week, we had a panel of women in here, and there was was not a problem of them talking, right? Uh, There was not a problem. They had played the same. They were rolling. And then the guys are like, hi. So, yeah, guys will say one word. Now, you know, this is a this is a show for men by men, and then we got a whole room of, of guys. It's absolutely awesome. I absolutely love it. Yep. Very cool. 
So um, go ahead, Chad. You no, I was say, just going to say we've got uh, we've got a, we've got the international contingency over here, which you'll hear their stories here in a minute, and we got the local contingency here. And actually, one of the guys in here is in the process of adopting, and we'll hear his hear his story here in a little bit. So if you're just tuning in, the theme today is adoption and how men should be that should be a part of our lives, and we're going to unpack that. So these first couple segments, this first half hour, we're just going to talk about the story of adoption for these guys, and then the second half hour, we're going to talk about uh, some of the characteristics of what it is what it looks like to adopt and um, what part of God's plan you know yep because really why 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 are we doing this show really it's because in Ephesians chapter 1 it says in love he God predestined us to be adopted as his sons and daughters through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will and uh, so that's the heart of God. We every if we become a Christian, if we become a Christ follower, that means we are adopted into His family. So this whole adoption theme really started and originated with God, mm-hmm. and then and, and really and then it goes on later in the New Testament where the Apostle James uh, uh, mentions in John uh, James chapter one. It says, "Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this." to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. And so what James is talking about here is this, uh, this heart for uh, widows and orphans. And, and, and adoption is a big piece of, of helping those uh, young kids who have great needs. Right. So uh, we're just going to jump right in here. Uh, Vince, tell us, how in the world did you get into the adoption world? How did that all originate? Well, for, for us, it was uh, very early on. Uh, my wife and I, uh, this will be 19 years uh, that we've been married, and we we're high school sweethearts. So even back in high school, uh, we had friends that had been internationally adopted. And so we've been exposed to international adoption for from the very beginning of our relationship. And we knew through that relationship, and then we've done mission trips and things like that, that God kind of set the, the framework, I believe, that, that time uh, for us to pursue international adoption. And then we were married. And we even actually thought of adoption as being the, the, the avenue by which we even had children, even though we didn't have any issues that we knew of. Uh, for having our own uh, at that time. But God had different plans. Uh, we had our, uh, our daughter, Abby. She's 16 now. And then we said, okay, God, well, maybe it's this time the second child will, will adopt. Well, then we had our, our second <laughs> child, uh, who's Gracie, and she's 13 years old. And then we had a few-year period, which really, I think, God set a better tone for us if we had decided on our own. There are a lot of things that have happened in that period of time that I think provided an opportunity for us both to grow as a family first uh, and to begin to equip us for international adoption. And then we just made the call. We said, we're going to be obedient to God. Okay, God, we're obedient. We want to adopt. And then we went to an adoption seminar at our church at Southeast. And oddly enough, or not oddly enough, but uh, Glenn's family was there. it was the one and only seminar we went to on adoption, and his family actually was there. His wife spoke mostly, and they brought all their kids in. And after that, we said, we're in. We're going to adopt. So we filled out paperwork for actually Asia was the place where we felt God was calling us. And we filled out the application, but we never submitted the application. We even knew who we were going to go through, the agency, 
Um, but we didn't do it. And we just didn't know at that time why we didn't. We weren't hesitant on the idea of adoption. We knew that that was God's plan for us. Um, but then, th- this was in 2009 when we watched and saw the seminar and filled out the application and everything. And then the Her- Haiti earthquake occurred. And when that occurred, we felt, okay, God is calling us possibly to uh, service some of the children from Haiti because at that time they were providing foster opportunities for those kids until they can figure out what, what to do with their families and the condition mm-hmm. there in Haiti. And we started actually pursuing that process. And um, after that, um, we decided that uh, we would do that, but then that door closed. And then uh, that brought us to uh, uh, actually pursuing uh, adoption through Ethiopia. And so it's funny that that wasn't even on the radar screen at the time. Ethiopia at the beginning wasn't even on the on on your wasn't even radar. On the radar screen. No, not at all. At that point, we were we were Asia all in. Haiti occurred. We didn't pursue that opportunity, and then uh, we were actually following a friend adopting through Ethiopia. Uh, that whole time we were thinking of of adoption, and Ethiopia wasn't even like a country that we were thinking. Oh, that's where we want to adopt. Um, but after Haiti. Uh, we went to uh, a, a, a adoption agency family sort of get together, and then after that, the next day, we submitted our application for Ethiopia, and uh, now we've we brought three home, three children into our home from Ethiopia. Three under two adoptions, uh, a sibling group. So our youngest boys are Jonas and Yosef, um, and they were uh, uh, they came in 2010, and then while we were there, we found our daughter Ephrata. Um, and we went back and pursued an adoption with her and brought her into our family. And she's 13, uh, she's 14. Okay, so the boys are how old? Uh, they're, now they're uh, 12 and 9. 12 and 9. And they were how old when you... When they you... were 7 and 4. 7 and 4. Yeah, they've been home 5 years, 6 years this year. Wow. Yeah. And uh, you, how many kids do you have total? I have 5 uh, right now. Your and, wife is busy. <laughs> and she's busy, and we homeschool. So She's really busy. Yes. And we also have an immigrant that lives with us from Ethiopia, which is a whole other story connected with our adoption. Hmm. While we were there, uh, we connected with uh, a, a guy who we befriended over over the years, and uh, his sister uh, received a a diversity visa to come to the United States, and so now she's been living with us for two years. Well, so, so you, we you thought, you, okay, God, adoption is what we, you know, were, you know, that was your plan for us, and then he would who lives with us. She's 21 years old. She'll be 22 this year. So you start looking backwards at how God's kind of weaves your story. You always think that this is what you were designed for. This is what he's prepared you for. And then he opens additional doors and then you realize, okay, maybe this is what it is. So, so when you guys were originally, and we're going to have to take a break here in just a second, but when, when you guys were thinking originally, you gets maybe one, one child, maybe. Or are you well, thinking we multiple? We wanted two. Okay, so, uh, so we two. We were originally uh, going through the adoption process. Well, we were thinking maybe boy, girl, but we didn't really have a prerequisite per se. You can be as specific or as general as you wanted. We just knew we wanted older children um, because we knew that those were the, the least adopted. Okay. So we, we wanted, you know, I think we, we may have even said under 10, two kids, boy, girl, but it doesn't have to be. So you get... You, you, you're thinking two, and now you have four. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. So that's awesome. We, we need to take a break here. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to stay in Africa on our next uh, next dad in the room. Glenn was mentioned here, and he's got a, quite a story here. So we're going to take a break. We're talking about adoption today on Solid Steps Radio. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. We are talking about adoption today, and uh, got a room full of guys here. So, yeah, it's it, it is a room full of guys. We heard Vince, and he's adopted three kids, and then has another another older uh, uh, child, and 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 now we're going to hear from Glenn, and Glenn. Uh, forty nine kids. Is that is that how many you've got? <laughs> how many how many kids you got, Glenn? Uh, I I have thirteen children, and uh, five of those are adopted from Liberia, West Africa. Thirteen total, mm-hmm. and uh, five from Liberia. Yeah. And uh, what are the age ranges of those from Liberia? They're from 26 to 22 now. 26 to 22? Yeah. So who's the 26-year-old? 26 would be Botiana. Okay. And then there's Lightning and Andrew, and they are 26 and 24. And uh, then the two girls, Cherish and Kabira, and they're both 22. Fantastic. Now, are they siblings by, any of those siblings by blood? Botiana and Lightning are. Okay, brother. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. And now, and Lightning, uh, he's he's got two now, right? Yes, yes. So you're they're, a grandpa. They've all but one moved out of the house now, and uh, we're going on. Well, with with the biological children that we have, we're we're going on seven grandchildren now. Oh, so but uh, yeah, Lightning has two. <laughs> yeah, amazing story for him is that he he actually married a girl that was from the same orphanage. She was adopted by another family in Illinois, and um, amazing girl, amazing and girl. So it's it, it's uh, it's really cool. And then uh, Kabira, that's getting married in May. Yeah, she is also marrying a Liberian that was from the same orphanage. Really, adopted by another family in Lexington. Oh, so it's uh, the stories continue. Okay, so how did you guys, you and your bride? How did you guys get involved in all this? What what was going on in your hearts? Well, I'll tell you, it's, it really got to go back to the fact that we we had our first two biological children, Shepherd and Praise. They were Praise was like six years old, and she comes to me and she says, um, you know, why aren't we having any more kids? And <laughs> You know, we thought we were done. You know, we we even had people tell us, "You got your boy, you got your girl, you're done, right?" And uh, but you know, we did read in the Bible it said that uh, you know, blessed children are a blessing, and you know, blessed is the man that has a quiverful. I don't know how many you know put in a, qu- a quiver, but you know, anyhow, we we decided to give the womb to the Lord, and when we decided to do that, we had five children in the space of six years. So before we knew it, we had we had seven kids. Before you knew it, <laughs> like he like he tripped and fell. Hey, we've got seven kids. We won't like even we talk about the things that people say. <laughs> I mean, they see a family of three people, you know, with three kids, and they're like, "Wow, you got a huge family." You know, I'm used to is it you a church group or you know you a school. No. Well, anyhow. Um, that happened, and uh, we also, uh, at, the, at about the time around 1997, uh, we learned that Alicia's father had cancer. And um, it seemed like, you know, at that point in time, life got very difficult for us. Um, we, we lost all of our parents in a very short period of time, and we were, we were left with an inheritance, and 
uh, Alicia and I, we, at the time, uh, see, I've got to go to 2006. She had gone to Washington State to check out the real estate market there. We were planning on possibly moving there. When she came home, it was February 2006, she spoke the word adoption for the first time that we've ever talked about it. She and my daughter were out there and they went to a family that had adopted five Native American children, a sibling group, besides having their own kids. And she just could, she went on and on how beautiful the family was, how awesome it was, how peaceful and loving and joyful and, and all these things. And, and I was, I, I just wasn't on the same page with her. She said, uh, well, we've got to adopt five kids. <laughs> well, she said that she, uh, we've she, got to adopt five kids. We've got to adopt five kids. <laughs> From never speaking it to we're having five kids. Okay. okay. <laughs> and you've already got. <laughs> so I've got to say this, too, that around that around two years before we had lost all of our parents, um, the Lord spoke a word to Alicia and the word the word was liberty. And we had a she had a, a friend, a mentor. Uh, in the homeschool community that um, taught her how to study a word that God gives you. And she spent two years studying liberty. She, of course, into the Bible, into American history, and on and on it went. And she was just thriving on this word study. She was really giving her a great deal of transformation. And so the when I came on board with Adoption, because I, I did see in the word that we were adopted, I, and I I learned, you know, I just felt with with Alicia, we we could do this. We're a healthy family. We've got seven you, kids. You 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 thought you got seven kids already, and she says five, and you're. Hey, I counted the seats in the van. We had seats. <laughs> Why you know, not fill them? It, it was that, but it it really was more than that. Um, and God just gave us signposts along the way, and. He was very, very patient with us. So w- the first kids that we saw um, were from Liberia. And so I did a little bit of research, and then I, I said, Alicia, do you know what Liberia means? And she's like, I don't know, Lib- I don't, I, Nigeria, I, I don't know. I said, you've been studying the word Liber for two years, and you can't see the word Liber in Liberia, <laughs> and so we. I, I started to tell her that Liberia was established by the United States. It was established as a, a homeland for returning slaves, and so you know if you take a look at all the flags of of Africa, there's one that stands out. It looks like the American flag with one star. It's Liberia, ah. and so you know we're all just pretty excited about what God may be doing in this, preparing us for this. And so we call, we were looking for a sibling group and there weren't any sibling groups of five. So, so let me back up you and, and then we're going to move to Travis here real quickly. How, how, how many times have you been to Liberia? Um, in 2006, I went with, uh, my two oldest shepherd and praise and at that time, we had already decided on some children, so we were there checking them out. And then Alicia went in September of that year and expecting possibly to be able to bring them back home, but the paperwork wasn't ready, the visas weren't ready, etc. But they came home, five of them, the same day in October of 2006. 
Wow. So from from the, the day we filed our first paperwork in April until the time that they came home in October, like about six, seven months or something, um, then five were added to our family. <laughs> That's and unheard of. Then we were a family of 12. And then uh, and shortly what? after, we had a little guy come along, Rain, <laughs> and we're 13 now. And uh, we're also thinking going back what a wow what a family okay we're you a tv show man <laughs> no yeah, TV that, shows for that, me. Yeah, yeah reality tv show that's that's right billy <laughs> okay we're gonna we're gonna jump into travis here real quick um travis uh, share how, how tell us your story real quickly the short version um my wife and i have been married for five years um we got engaged in haiti decided really had a heart for the kiddos in Haiti and and were positive that we were going to adopt from Haiti just dead set on it or even live there someday um, but the Lord had a different plan we were volunteering for the the collide group at Southeast just yeah. kind of helping with the high schoolers and Matt Reagan is bringing it like he always does and he shared a video about depraved and it's called depraved indifference by eric ludy and it just spoke to the heart of the fatherless and what we as Mm -hmm. men need to do um, to step up that we've been given grace and we're supposed to show grace um and we didn't speak about it but in the we just looked at one another and we really knew what we were supposed to do so they shared some of the statistics about the local fatherless um and the community in jefferson county Mm -hmm. i think it was two thousand kids in the system at that time or something like that Mm -hmm. um and so we just decided that day to go and sign up and start getting trained to, we didn't know what we were signing up for. So, but we went to, we went to the training. So, um, which was interesting, very interesting when it's a state training. So um, expectations don't always meet up with reality when you do that. Um, but that's where our journey started. Um, we ended up, we've had seven kids in and out of our home. The first two that we had were there for a full year. We started the adoption process. We are concurrent home. So what that means is we take the kids um, that they have a past where it, it seems like the kiddos will, um, the parents aren't going to come through for the children. So um, the likelihood of getting to adopt them is higher. Um, it's just a rougher situation. Mm-hmm. So what we did is... Um, we took the first two kiddos in, had them for a year. Their dad got out of prison, and so we were faced with a choice to love him, um, which I didn't choose that one at first. I didn't choose that option um, mm. because it was our family at that point, and so I'm protecting mm. our family as the, as the man of the home. Um, but the Lord, again, had a different plan, and he showed us how to love that man. And mm. so we prayed over him in our living room and those two kiddos with our whole family and our community group. Um, not a dry in the room. Wow. And so, um, but he stood up and he bridged the gap in that generational sin and said, hey, I'm willing to stand up, put my hand up and, and love my kids the way God's called me to. Um, and so he had a prison minister love on him. I was super skeptical, but um, the man is doing his best and loving his kiddos really well to this mm. day. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to hear the rest of... Uh, what you've done but we need to take a break here real quick so yeah we want to thank carol rogers carpet one ken martin and his crew for sponsoring the show so we thank you guys for listening and we're going to take a break and be back with travis's story and then we're going to hear billy's story of adoption and he's in the middle of it of that process so uh, thanks for listening to solid steps radio